Hey there, Mark here with today's Cornerstone Connection. Uh, But first, let's open up in a word of prayer, and then we'll be jumping in here to John chapter 19, if you're following along with us on your Bible reading app. Heavenly Father, Lord, um, thank you, God, for today. Lord, thank you for each person who's at home watching this, God. I pray that you would just open up our hearts and our minds uh, to hear your word and to be able to put it into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, well, John chapter 19, um, it's worth kind of just thinking about where this falls. Um, Jesus has been uh, betrayed by Judas. He's been arrested. Um, remember how his disciples were falling asleep there in the Garden of Gethsemane? Um, and he was arrested. And, and he was arrested in the middle of the night. Um, and they, they had this trial for him. And uh, Jesus went all the way up to Pilate. Um, and... Uh, and then, so now, eventually, the time has come, though, for Jesus to be delivered, uh, to be crucified here in John chapter 19. So it says, then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him. Probably the shortest verse was such like a, such, such an impactful part. They, they would use oftentimes in flogging, it was called a cat of nine tails. And so this whip would have nine different ends on it. And history tells us that they would often put sharpened pieces of bone and glass um, on the ends of those, uh, on, on the nine ends of the whip. And and as you were put there in the court, they they would give you these whip lashes, but it was specifically designed to, you can kind of feel on the back of your neck, those, those notches there right around the neck. That's where it always gets sore. At least if you're uh, if your name is Mark, that's what happens. Uh, but it would latch onto those notches and then they would yank the whip down, literally tearing the flesh off of your back. In fact, history tells us that most people that were sentenced to be crucified would actually die during the flogging stages and not make it to the to the actual cross. So so flogging was was a very painful, a very serious thing as we as we consider all that Jesus endured and suffered on our behalf. It says in verse 2, And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. A purple robe. Can you think of another time in scripture that somebody put on, adorned a colorful robe and was absolutely hated on by their brothers? Well, when I thought about this, that my mind immediately went back to Joseph in the book of Genesis. You remember the story of Joseph um, in the book of Genesis, how he, he, he had these visions from God and um, he shared these dreams with his brothers and they despised him for it. Well, his father actually made him a robe that of many different colors and his brothers got so jealous that they, they, they beat Joseph up one day, they put him in a pit and they sold him into slavery. And we have this whole super powerful narrative in the book of Genesis. And yet it kind of reminded me a little bit about this here because here Jesus is given a purple robe um, as, as he's being mocked. Um, literally uh you know by uh by his brothers there he's being mocked um by the soldiers and um they're putting on a crown of thorns just continuing to hurl to hurl the insults and uh it says here in verse three they came up to him saying hail king of the jews and struck him with their hands hail king of the jews and they and they hit him with their hands i mean to think that they are striking God in the flesh. It's just, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. In verse four, it says, Pilate went out again and said to them, see, I am bringing him out to you so that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and purple robe 
Pilate said to them, Behold the man! When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Crucify him! You know, in, in, in a way, I feel like what Pilate was trying to do is he was, he was in, in his own way trying to help Jesus by ridiculing him, by saying, look, this can't be God. This can't be um, this thing that, that, that would be, you know, th- that you think would be worthy of killing him. Look at him with this crown of thorns, this purple robe, beat up, mangled and disfigured. Look at him. He's not a threat to you. And the people cried, crucify him. You know, it's in, in my life, I've, I've you know, I, I've met some people that uh, for whatever reason, Jesus has the gospel has just been an absolute offense to them. And Jesus has been an absolute offense to them. You know, I, I, I can remember even out of high school going and seeing a guy that I used to talk to and and it never clicked to him that I was a Christian. Funny enough. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't doing something right. But uh saw seeing him afterwards in the course of the conversation church whatever came up and he was like wait are you one of those christians and i was like yeah and he was like never talk to me ever again and i was i was almost like mind blown i was like what i mean it's not like we just had a very deep conversation where i said hey you should you know stop doing whatever absolutely not but just the fact of hearing i'm a christian brought with it such this negative um sort of feeling in him you know and uh and that's exactly the case here with these Jews. They're so enraged at Jesus and so enraged at the things he said um, that they're just yelling, crucify him, crucify him, right? And it, it goes on from there. But I was just thinking about this because I was thinking of the people in our neighborhoods, the people in our schools, the people, you know, at the hospital. There's so many people that cannot hear the message because the thought of, coming under judgment for their own sin is such this huge, like weighty, you know, weighty thing. And I I just think, you know, the best thing to do in those situations is probably just to pray for them. Because sometimes when we share Christ with people and they shut us down, um, probably not yelling crucify you, (laughs) but sometimes when they shut us down, before they can even hear the gospel message, the Lord needs to soften their hearts first. And I just think that's important to remember that sometimes you, you will meet people and you'll talk to people and before you can ever get through to them, the Lord really just needs to soften their hearts. And so perhaps the first step before we evangelize is to pray. Well, I hope maybe this strikes a chord with you or not, but as you read John chapter 19, if something sticks out to you, would you go ahead and write that in the comments in our Bible reading app? Uh, those are just a blessing to read. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.